Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. When was the last time you saw a pastor forget the offering? <laughs> Doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. It's my favorite. Well, friends, uh, it's great to be with you this morning on this glorious day. I've been doing a little a nostalgic trip back through my uh, pastoral career this week, and I realized the very first sermon I ever preached was at the Easter sunrise service on our Ocean Grove Beach in 1975, 47 years ago. not why I shared that, but but that got me thinking about how many times I have read or I have heard the Easter story. I'm 64 years old. Most churches I've served have had multiple worship services on Easter Sunday, so I'm figuring that number is, is well over 100, if not hundreds of times. And I still hang on every word. I never get tired of hearing this incredible story of God's grace and love perfectly embodied in the risen Christ. So let me just check. How many of you have heard this story of the resurrection of Jesus more than once? Yeah, I think we're unanimous. I think we're unanimous. But here's what I want to warn against this morning. If you are familiar with this story, I want to encourage you to stay engaged and don't tune out after you hear the words on the first day of the week, very early in the morning. Don't let your mind go to, I know, pastor, it was early, there were women, the tomb was empty, he's not here. I wonder if they'll have cinnamon, bowl, run, cinnamon rolls at brunch. Stay engaged, because every time we read this story, every time we proclaim Christ risen, God has a chance to speak into our hearts and into our lives. So whether this is your first time or your hundredth time, or maybe even more, listen to the story one more time with eyes and ears and hearts and minds wide open. We'll be reading from Luke's version of the Easter story. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their heads and faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. 
Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? Then they remembered his words. When the women came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all of the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. It's the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I never really thought about this before, but the first resurrection sermon ever preached was the women leaving the empty tomb and going back and telling the disciples that um, he had risen, that Jesus wasn't in the tomb and he had risen as he said he would. And their sermon to the 11 wasn't well received, was it? In fact, it wasn't even believed. When the women came back from the tomb and preached the gospel given to them by these two angels, this gospel message of he is not here, but he is risen, the disciples didn't believe them. They thought the women were making it up, were full of nonsense. Or in one translation, as Luke puts it, they thought the women were telling idle tales. Even Peter, who after hearing the women's sermon, ran to check it out for himself. But I don't want to give Peter too much credit here, because even when the evidence was right in front of him of strips of linen lying there by themselves and an empty tomb, what did Peter do? He didn't believe. He didn't proclaim Jesus crucified. He, he went away wondering what in the, fa- what in the world had happened. We started the service off this morning by proclaiming Christ is risen. And you replied, Christ is risen indeed. Well, that first Easter morning, the women came back to the disciples and said, Christ is risen. And they weren't met with even a quiet, Christ is risen indeed. It might have even been met with, a, oh, no, he didn't. Not one of the disciples, upon hearing the news that the tomb was empty and that death could not hold Jesus in the grave, said, I knew it. It was just like he told us. Again, one translation I read said the disciples were perplexed. I think that translation is being kind to the disciples. But perplexed is a great word because Easter is perplexing to us, isn't it? It is not something that had ever happened before or since. We've always been told that there are two things you can be sure of in life, death and taxes. Tax day is tomorrow, by the way. 
We know taxes and we know death. It's all around us. But if the dead don't stay dead, then what can we count on? Please don't say taxes. (laughs) Who can blame then the disciples? In spite of what Jesus told them, in spite of an empty tomb, in spite of the testimony of the women, the disciples were confused. They, They were skeptical. They were perplexed. And they didn't believe. Friends, the really good news of Easter morning is that resurrection breaks all of the rules. It throws off the balance. It rocks the boat. It upsets the apple cart, whatever cliche you want to throw in there. It generally turns our neat and orderly lives out of whack. If you don't find the resurrection at least a little hard to believe, you probably aren't taking it very seriously. So I'm thankful this morning for the disciples. I'm thankful for their skepticism, their doubt, their perplexedness. Because what they have shown us is that when it comes to faith, questions are encouraged and doubting is respected. Because what I have found over my uh, 64 years of life and, and I don't know how many years of being a Christian, the roots of my faith have deepened and strengthened because I've articulated doubt and questions, and others have helped me grow deeper in my faith as a result. But back to our resurrection story. On the surface, the story of Jesus' resurrection isn't really even that remarkable, is it? Some women come to anoint the body of their teacher, don't lose the sight of the fact that they were not coming to celebrate uh, a risen Christ. They were coming to anoint his dead body. Some women came to anoint the body of their teacher. They found the tomb empty. They met some guys in white who told them to remember. They ran away and told some other guys what the guys in white had told them, and the guys that they went to tell didn't believe them. Kind of it, right? Friends, if the gospel writers were trying to persuade us, trying to persuade the world to believe in the resurrection, they could have added a little more excitement and suspense. There could have been earthquakes and fireballs and thunder and lightning and booming voices from heaven. Maybe just one eyewitness? We don't even know when Jesus rose except when the women got there early in the morning, the tomb was already empty. If they were trying to convince us, maybe they should have made it a a bit more believable by making it a lot more unbelievable. But to me, that's part of the resurrection and Easter power. Exactly what happened and when is unknown. We can't know the intimate details with certainty. But here's what we do know for certain. The tomb was empty. And Jesus was not there because he had risen, as he said. And because the tomb was empty, we also know this for certain, that death is real, but it is not final. That Jesus was not only alive in the past, but is even more alive today. 
We also know for certain that God is faithful and God delivers on his promises. Jesus over and over again told his disciples, the son of man must be, must be delivered into the hands of sinners and be crucified, but on the third day be raised again. Friends, to believe in the resurrection takes faith and courage. But it doesn't require us to know all of the nitty-gritty details or, 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 or know what happened and when. Believing in the resurrection is more than just saying, yes, that Jesus rose from the dead and he has risen as he said. It means that, but it also means for us saying no to the power of death and destruction that surrounds us. It means that in the face of constant bad news and, 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 and struggles in the world that we live in, we can make the claim that there is a sustaining power who can bring life out of death, who can bring light out of darkness, and who can bring peace out of suffering. To live the resurrection means confidence in hope, confidence in joy, confidence in optimism, because we have confidence in God. Through the resurrection, God created this new reality in which he overcame death and destroyed the power of sin in our lives forever. God destroyed anything that might keep us separated from him through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. On Good Friday, when Jesus breathed his last, the gospel tells us that the curtain that hung between the temple and the Holy of Holies, where only the high priest was allowed to enter once a year on the Day of Atonement, that curtain was ripped in two from the top to the bottom symbolizing to us that we now have access to God through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Ultimately, the Easter message for us is a declaration once and for all that life is more powerful than death and love is more enduring than tragedy. Death does not have the final word Love and life, God and Christ and the Holy Spirit are stronger than fear. And we have life because Jesus was resurrected from the dead. We have life in Christ because God has given us the gift of his Holy Spirit. We just need to claim that for ourselves and to live as the beloved children of God. So once again, I declare with you with confidence and with certainty that Christ is risen. That was your last cue and you. I declare with you with confidence and certainty Christ is risen. Thank you for the hallelujahs too. There is nothing to fear. Thanks be to God.
Let's pray. Oh God, the strife is o'er and the battle done. You waged war against sin and death and conquered it forever. Yes, we still go through physical death in this lifetime, but it is not death to our spirits and our souls. It is a passing from this life to next. It is a passing from strength to strength. And so, God, for your gift of abundant life and your gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, we give you thanks this day. And we give it in the name of the risen Christ. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.